We're on the line with Dawn Riddler, a certified financial planner and wealth ecologist. Um, Dawn, you're based in Johannesburg, aren't you? Yes, that's right. And you are a wealth ecologist, which uh, means that you do a little bit more than a certified financial planner. Can you just briefly explain what a wealth ecologist does? Uh, a wealth ecologist looks at the entire um, portfolio of wealth that, that somebody has. Wealth for everybody is on a continuum. It starts with medical aid, it's got short-term insurance and long-term insurance, and, and then, of course, it goes through to um, investments and long-term investments, short-term investments, retirement, and then right through to estate planning and leaving a legacy. Um, now, actually, certified financial planners are taught to do all of them, but the trend has been to specialize in various areas because the field is so huge. Right. And Dawn is a very popular columnist, um, and her columns are published regularly on biznews.com. Dawn, in one of your recent columns, you spoke about short-term thinking and long-term thinking uh, in your, in, uh, uh, when it comes to wealth building. What do you, exactly do you mean by short-term thinking? Um, I, I think the, you know, it, it boils down to basic human behavior. Uh, we as, as humans find it really difficult to think and plan long term. And so, um, you know, and, and when you are surrounded by what I call short -term termism, like, for example, in politics, you know, Somebody like Donald Trump has got a four-year term. He couldn't care less what happens after that four-year term. So policies are made around that, that four-year term. And, you know, we've just gone through elections here, and you saw exactly that same sort of short-term planning. It's, you know, what, what sort of planning can we make, what policies can we make um, that will, will attract voters without any, think, without any thought in terms of the, the long-term implications. Now, it's, it's just human nature for us to actually, um, you know, use that short-termism our, ourselves. So, you know, when we, we take on debt or, for example, if we leave a company and we cash in our pension, the pension may still be 30 years in, in the distance. If we have no concept of how long that is or how long it's going to take us to catch up that money. But we think short term, oh, I will write off my bond and, uh, you know, use it to write off my bond. And um, it's that sort of short term thinking in terms of what's going to happen in the next three to, to five years rather than what's going to happen, you know, in, in, the, in the long term. And, you know, if once you obviously, you know, um, I'm not in my 20s or 30s or 40s anymore, um, that you start to find clients that are coming into um, re retirement and where this short-term thinking has prevailed throughout their entire entire life, and now suddenly time is running out. And, the, you know, the, when it comes to wealth, the wealth is the result of decades of small decisions that you make, small decisions that you make on a short-term basis. And it's those small decisions that build up to what your wealth is at the, at the you know, when you eventually get to, when you can't work or don't want to work anymore, um, that, that short-term thinking really has an impact on your wealth. Right. And th is short-term thinking always bad? Um, I don't think so. Um, you know, I think, you know, the, the younger you are, you can certainly um, get around it. But when it comes to, to wealth, um, 
if you are constantly thinking short-term and reacting short-term, um, what is probably going to happen, because you know you don't have your um, ear close enough to the ground to know what's actually going on um, out there in, you know, in, in your investments. And let, let's face it, even people like myself who spend an awful lot of time listening to, to the business news on television and everything else and have a very good idea of what's happening globally, um, we, we still don't know what's going to happen tomorrow and the next day. But for the man on the street that, you know, you go at a braai and somebody says, oh, this is, you know, you need to get into property or, you know, you need to sell out of all your um, stocks and go into gold, th those kind of things, that inevitably what happens is that you sell at the top of the market. And um, if, if you're lucky, you sell at the, you know, top of the market. But inevitably, the market's already starting to go down or it's peaking. So mm -hmm. you... You, you know, you, it's all going great. I mean, we saw this in Bitcoin. You know, everybody piled into it. Oh, look, I can make an absolute fortune. You know, we are all innately have this, we'd really like to hit it lucky or make a quick buck or whatever else it is. So you, so you sell out and it's, you know, you buy into this and it keeps on going up and you think, great, this is great. And then it does a little dive, nose dive and you hang in there because you think it's going to go higher and higher and higher. But by the time you come to the realization that this is actually bottoming out, you lost money. Right. And people's relationship with money is complicated. It's not cold, hard cash. They get emotionally attached to that money. Instead of when, when you buy something and it's now tanking, and you, instead of saying to yourself, if I could buy that share again today, would I? Right. And the answer is, no, I wouldn't. I would buy this bond or whatever else it is. Then you should sell it. But people become attached to it. You know, they don't have feelings. Hmm. Stocks don't have, don't have feelings. But people, um, you know, put emotional attachment to, to that. Instead of treating it like a cold, hard asset, if it's not working, I'm going to retrench it and I'm going to buy something. It doesn't have feelings. It's not going to cry. That's a very excellent way of putting it. Dawn, thank you very much for your insights. It's, it's been a pleasure talking to you, Jackie.